your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. My name is Karen Cassian and I'm here with my co-host Noreen Mitchell. And today we have guest Mallory Davenport. Thank you for joining us, Mallory. Thank you for having me. Welcome back, Mallory. Yes, welcome back. Mallory's a director, a professional actor, a singer, a choreographer, and formerly the president and owner of the Monarch Performing Arts Studio. And we just heard that now she's managing at Mill on Main in Huntsville. And what was the other thing? Nuri? That you're very active with Luminato. Yeah, yeah Luminato. You have a, yeah. Wow. Why don't we start with that? Tell us about that. <laughs> uh, so um, I was looking to get back into the, you know, the art scene professionally and things like that as, as um, you know, as my sort of business wrapped up a little bit earlier in the year in 2022. And um, an opportunity came up with a Luminato uh, performing festival in Toronto which is um, a creative arts festival and just one of the most incredible group of people I've ever had the opportunity to work with. Um, Their focus on inclusivity and accessibility is so admirable for the way the world is going. And um, so I got this position, a part-time position with them uh, as company manager to sort of assist them with their international performers coming in. So I'll just be managing all sort of like travel and accommodations and things like that which I have a little bit of experience in being a film producer for 10 years and then working in the hotel industry for a few years. Okay. And they're quite a famous company. So that's, that's what a great first start back in Toronto. Yeah, it's been a wonderful international success over the last few years. And of course, in COVID being a primarily outdoor performing arts festival, they were able to continue in, you know, in the best way that they could possibly because their installations are focused on, you know, including neighborhoods in Toronto and sort of alternative performance spaces rather than that enclosed theater feel, which they do as well. There is a few performances in regular theaters, but it's so creative. It's so exciting. I've, I've been to a huge performance that was in a, a decommissioned hydro station down in Cherry Beach around there. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and this year, one, um, you know, maybe I shouldn't talk about, I don't know if they've announced, I think they have announced it. Anyway, there's a, they're doing a, um, an installation called Little Amal, which is this three and a half foot, uh, three and a half meter tall puppet operated by nine puppeteers. And she walks through the streets of the, of the world. So she's been to New York most recently. Um, after this, she's going to Norway and then they're walking from Boston to San Diego oh, over wow. like nine, like this and these it's so incredibly beautiful she represents she's a 10 year old syrian girl um and oh, and it's about walking yes. with her and understanding you know her journey and finding the joy in life and understanding you know what our syrian refugees go through and um which is a topic really close to my heart as my family sponsored a, a family about 7 Syrian? years ago oh, wow. and uh so yeah it's an incredible experience for me and i'm i'm really excited to be part of it it's really amazing well are we going to lose you permanently or will you come back because that <laughs> makes me no sad. comment <laughs> no I, I will always have my heart here in huntsville i do i love muskoka i love huntsville and i've built such a wonderful community here over my 10 years living here mm-hmm. um but you know again with this you know things the way they've sort of shaken down over the last year mm-hmm. um it's really not reasonable for a professional oh. performer to stay here and uh and continue to attempt to create an industry that maybe we're just not quite ready for mm-hmm. well we're gonna miss you and let's talk a bit about all the things you've done in Huntsville for the last 10 years because you've certainly done an awful lot of them 
Um, the last five years you were in and a triumph, I would say. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And rent. I love rent. <laughs> I missed that. I'm sorry to say, but I would like to know how that went. I believe there was audience uh, yes, fa- so, favoritism. Yeah. Rent definitely was more well attended than last five years for sure. Um, and, you know, we put it together in 10 rehearsals and it was really and like three of our cast members got COVID a week before we opened oh, and wow. we still managed to get it up. And and I, I thought it was amazing. It I mean, was amazing. truly the team mm-hmm. that we had, uh, it was it was outstanding. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And another example of how many great actors that we, that we have here in Huntsville. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and professionals and non-professionals working together in collaboration and really like a, you know, it, it it felt like a family. Just we were so dedicated and we were so committed to no matter what it was going to happen and we were going to do it. And and that's that's how it worked out. And and really, I thought, you know, Autumn Smith, uh, who was our director, she's, she's amazing. Isn't she? uh, yeah, she did an incredible job. Um, and the the her you know take on um, Seasons of Love, which is, you know, maybe the most iconic song in the show instead of standing in spotlights. You know, we did it as a protest number and that was really moving and really beautiful. We dedicated the show to um, a dear friend of Autumn's and my uncle Brian, who both passed away from AIDS in the 90s. And uh, and just remembering this, you know, this group of marginalized people who still to this day, you know, are fighting for rights and equality. Mm -hmm. Um, And it felt it was so moving and and really, really an important piece uh, here. Autumn Smith was director for the last five years. She was. And you took it on the road. You went to Peterborough. So we were supposed to go to Peterborough and then uh, uh, the show, the producer of the show down in Peterborough, I guess he got really sick and just we couldn't uh, we couldn't go. And it got canceled a week before we were supposed to go. Oh, dear. Um, So that was really disappointing. But uh, there's still talks of maybe us doing it again. Certainly I would. I In would. your spare time, maybe, yeah. maybe perhaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I Valerie, would do it any time. More recently, you you were in a, a play, A Pie and a Pint, in a, and you did, were in a 10-minute uh, production that was, I thought it was fantastic. Thank you. So tell us about that. Uh, so we did uh, The Actor's Nightmare, and it was myself, Matt Huddlestone, and Diana Jacqueline, uh, who are two of my favorite people in town, directed really like you, Matt Reverend. It looked like you had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah well, you, you know, you can't really not have fun with such a great team and we we went all out I would say it was very um parodied and I got to be extremely dramatic which I never get to be in real life oh, oh I <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I absolutely loved that and Matt and I had actually we've been looking for a project to do together really for years and then this opportunity I heard that came Matt asked up for and so specifically he specifically for said when he said yeah. I will do it I'll do play pie and pine if I get to do a play with Mallory Aww. and uh and then we you know we got to we hit all the marks we did comedy. We got to kiss. We did. It was yeah. all. It was great. It was everything was fantastic. We yeah. uh, we had a ton of fun with that show. And Suzanne Riverin, who's a star, I mean, she's an incredible director. And mm-hmm. I was wondering whether it was adapted from a longer piece because I read a little bit about Christopher Durang, who sadly I know has aphasia, mm-hmm. which I was interested in. It was uh, publicly announced last year. Anyway, um, I w- I was thinking that it must have been abbreviated to ten minutes from a little bit longer play. Anyway, I I think that the characters are amazing, and I think it's probably a true red, uh, depiction of what an actor's nightmare might be like. Well, I know if you woke up one day and you didn't know you were an actor and you had to just perform a play, I think that that, that is what it would... And it was an actor's nightmare for the people who were the actors on stage acting with someone who had no idea what was going on or any of their lines, you know? <laughs> was it different every night? 
Uh, well, it's certainly, you know, the way that Matt and Dee and I are as actors, we play off an audience mm-hmm. for sure. And so we had three very different audiences uh, I heard who that. really like loved certain stuff and didn't love other stuff. And it was quite, it was really funny to night see that. I was there. That. We were laughing the whole time. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. The second night, the audience just laughed and laughed and laughed. Our first audience was very like, they were particular about the things that they laughed at. And it was stuff that we didn't even know was that was as funny <laughs> so, as some of the other stuff. And like. It brought out, but it brought out new, you know, new experiences for us that we that we carried over night for night. So that's the best thing about doing, uh, you know, pieces like that with professionals is like you can just go, oh, right, you roll can with fun. it, let's do yes, it, right? Yeah. Um, you're presently directing Beauty and the Beast, and that's a Huntsville Festival of the Arts production. Tell us about that. It's- Coming up so, in March? yeah, this is, um, I mean, it's, I guess we could call it the replacement show for Sister Act, which of course got canceled in 2020 and then, um, you know, carried over. We decided to switch up the show and uh, something that was appropriate for the cast that we had um, because it was it really wasn't fair for the those cast members, you know, who were sort mm-hmm. of three weeks away to have their show taken away from I them. I had a nun's costume that I, I had a picture know. of I was wearing. Oh, yes. I know. You, you may need it. So you may close. need it in the future. <laughs> yes, that's true. You may need your nun. In, uh, and I, yeah, I think, well, they're doing sound and music now. So I think maybe some of them are being repurposed. Um, and uh, so we decided to do Beauty and the Beast in 2021, re-auditioned for the show then it got canceled. So then that was rent to sort of used the dates for the HFA that was originally supposed oh, to be Beauty that. and the Beast. Okay. And then um, then we decided no matter what, we were going for it um, this year, which is which has been great. And so we started rehearsals back in December and I got to go and look at the set and it's all perfectly preserved. Thank you, Stephen Noreen. And <laughs> uh, and it is going to be fantastic. Are and you so, doing the set design? I am. Yeah, I just read that, and I thought, well, how how can you do all and that? And choreographer too. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Well, so um, when Janet was doing set designs, like her and I worked so closely together, and I learned so much from her. And really, mm. with something like this, because I'm using the set, I mean, a gothic church versus a gothic castle, because I'm repurposing okay. the set, it's really. Um, you know, not going to be a, a huge adjustment for us, really. And then that I have a set painter who I've sort of I've gotten as a head of that department, and she'll update for this show. You know, nuns' quarters versus a you know <laughs> a palace, basically. <laughs> That's great. This is uh, we're going to take a short break. We're here with Mallory Davenport. I'm Karen Cassian with my co-host Marie Mitchell, and we'll be right back on Arts or Us. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. And we're back on Arts R Us. I'm Karen Cassian here with my co-host, Noreen Mitchell, and we're talking with Mallory Davenport. And Mallory's the director and the choreographer and the set designer of uh, the upcoming production of Beauty and the Beast, which is playing March 23rd to April 2nd at the Algonquin Theatre. Tell us, and you were telling us about set design, so you're doing it all. Well, yeah, I mean, this makes me sound like an insane control freak. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it just, I've done, Beauty, I've directed Beauty and the Beast before, okay. and I did the choreography then. And so, um, not that I'm using the same choreography, because as it turns out, I'm not really, I, was, I thought I would. I was like, oh no, I love my old choreography. But no, it's completely changed. I've done it all differently. Um, and I would say that I'm doing choreography alongside with my assistant stage manager, Jocelyn Bell, who's been an unbelievable asset. Um, and so she's helping a lot with that as well. She's it's we have quite a large cast. I was going to ask you about the cast. Is it different? Like 
very different new people? Or? So a lot of um, my sister act cast came back and I'm mm-hmm. so happy about that. And um, and then we have some new people who joined in um, in 2021 and then again joined in when we decided no matter what we we're doing in 2023. Um, and uh, so it's, it's a big cast. And so I've split the two ensembles. So instead of having a single ensemble that does both the townspeople and the enchanted, I've split them. So I have an, a, a townsperson, the village people, as I like to call them, mm-hmm. and then the enchanted cast. And so that that makes it a little easier on the organizational side because like one can sing while the other one's dancing and one can dance while the other one's singing. And so can, can you tell us the key roles? Who, who's playing Belle, for example? Uh, so Sky Goulburn is playing Belle, She's who great. was our Dolores Van Cartier. Mm-hmm. She is absolutely amazing. Um, and Jim Kelly, who was uh, Sweaty Eddie in Sister Act, is playing the Beast. I have Tim Lucier, who's playing Gaston. Oh, he's great. He is fantastic. James Fairburn. Hartwick, I heard, is having a part. She, so Barb was my she mother was, superior. Exactly. She, she's got a great voice. She, she is. And she's a fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barb started her career on the stage. Did she? She did. And so when she told me that when we were doing uh, costumes for, I guess it would have been Anne of Green Gables. Um, when I produced that a million years ago, 2019, mm-hmm. uh, she said, you know, I started on the stage and I went, why haven't you auditioned for me? And then she said, well, maybe I will. And then a month later she did. And so she was cast as Mother Superior and Sister Act. So she well, was playing costumes. Mrs. Potts. Yeah. Great, and, jo- a great position. And I told her under no circumstances is she not to have the most fantastic costume in the show. Exactly. Right. Yes. Uh, so uh, she's a wonderful co- costume designer. She's and she's so she goes talented. to California or she used to. She yep. Used to. to do red carpet designs and things. She is mm-hmm. absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a fabulous Mrs. Potts. Uh, I have uh, Ryan Long playing Chip. Um, Frank Berg is my Cogsworth. Uh, oh. James Fairburn is Lumiere. Wow. Uh, Sarah Vanasse is playing Babette, the French duster. Well, isn't she and right back in, I know, into it? jumped right back in. Yes. And uh, Alberta Robinette is our LeFou. Oh, that and sounds wonderful. Yeah. And Terrific then a, cast. And then a really big ensemble, which is absolutely wonderful. That's great. Oh, glad to hear that. Um, you've also participated in Timber Beast production of Twelfth Night at the Gravenhurst Wharf Gazebo. What was your role in how? Another about? Autumn Smith. Another Autumn Smith production. Absolutely. Um, I was, oh my goodness, I have forgotten my character's name. I was, one of, I was the handmaid to Olivia. Um, and that was... Really fun, like Maria. Maria, thank you, Uh, Mariah. Mariah. Mariah, and we were we designed it around the wharf, and so we did it outside, and and the audience got to just sit and sort of watch the sunset while the performances were going on. And our our opening night, I think it rained, and so we had to move the whole thing underneath, like the pavilion. Um, so that was, you know, again, adjusting on our feet and that's what we do in live theater. And then we had a really lovely run for um, a couple of weeks in July and August. There was something special about it in that it was a set in a different time from Shakespearean. Yes. Time. Autumn adapted it to be Gravenhurst specific uh, and post-World War One. I. I only met Autumn once, but I thought she needs to move to Huntsville. I think I told her that. <laughs> She's pretty great. Yeah, she is. She is firmly planted in Gravenhurst. Yes. I think she's found a real yeah. wonderful community there. And understandably, well, I believe she has a program coming up as part of the Gravenhurst Opera House season. Citronella. I Citronella. She is writing. Yeah. Uh, pantomime Citronella. Yeah. Okay. For the Gravenhurst Opera House. Yeah. Everyone should go see it. Everyone should support all the local theater. Exactly. Mallory, um, ultimately, where would you like to see yourself? In, in like if you had a full time job at the Tonys. 
<laughs> yes, your on, dream on job? Broadway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a performer for sure. Musical theater is my true passion in life. It is my absolute favorite thing. Yes, I include my three children in that statement. Musical theater is my one true love. Um, I had spent too many years not doing it. Okay. And uh, from graduating from Randolph, you know, I, I came out and I tried, you know, I would say not very hard. I was very young when I went to college. I was 17 when I went to college and uh, then graduated, you know, very shortly after that. And, um, and then I spent years just sort of directing and, you know, doing choreography here and there. So you want to be the actor now. You don't want to be the director, the producer. Oh, I love yeah. directing and producing. Absolutely. Just, but the, those opportunities will always be there for me. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, finding my love for it again with One Brief Shining Moment and then Last Five Years and then Rent just reminded me that it's, it is absolutely what I want to do with my life. And I don't, I don't want to waste another minute not doing what I love. And I'll absolutely still direct in the future um, and produce as well when there's shows that come up. You know, certainly, again, Diana Jacqueline, who is just one of the She's most amazing. phenomenal writers, mm-hmm. playwrights um, mm-hmm. that I've had you know the honor to know and work with. Uh, anytime she brings me a project, I will, I, you know, I want first right of refusal. I will do anything to produce her work. She is a true talent. That's we know great. you follow musical theater. What, what plum thing or what development has happened that caught your eye? Oh, well, very interestingly. So in the last, you know, in the last year, I've been looking for like songs and things like that, that I want to sing and, you know, maybe a little obscure musicals. And and I learned about the musical Parade, which is another Jason Robert Brown, which he wrote last five years. And so Parade is another one of his musicals. And um, it's coming back to Broadway. It's doing a revival with my all time favorite singer, who's this young uh, young star. He started on Broadway actually uh, as the first Dear Evan Hansen, as the Evan Hansen and Ben Platt. And so he's now come out with two albums. He is so phenomenal. One of the like mind-blowingly talented singer. And he's playing uh, Leo, who is the lead in that show. And so I'm really excited to get down to New York and see that. And again, everyone should always go see every musical. And, uh, I have tickets to see Hamilton in March. Fantastic, me waited. too. But yeah, four uh, yeah. years I've waited for. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I will never, never let my sister live it down. I gave her my February seventeenth, twenty twenty tickets, and I exchanged them for March twenty seventh, twenty twenty tickets, which was World Theater Day. And she saw Hamilton, and I didn't. Oh. And she was like, uh, "It was okay." I almost killed her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm very excited to see Hamilton uh, and in town. I mean, we've got Adam's family coming up in uh, February. Yes. I know I'm sure you're going to talk about it, mm-hmm. but I'll be absolutely attending that show and supporting our high school kids. And, and who's afraid of, of Virginia Woolf? Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf at the mm-hmm. HTC? That's opening February 23rd, I think, February 22nd. And then uh, and then I'll be seeing Sound of Music the weekend after I that. Know. And I then, of course, three that. weeks after that is Beauty and the Beast. So there is a lot of theater in our town. Isn't and it great? We need to see the faces of people like again, I know, you know, maybe we'll get into Monarch, but, um, you know, it was it was heartbreaking. The that, lack that's of exactly what I thought. Yeah, I, I thought it must have been heartbreaking for that, you when that building got sold. Well, so, I mean, I had I, I haven't officially closed the business. Um, you know, I said it, at the time it made sense. It was no longer really viable for me after producing two large scale productions to really very minimal support from our town. Um, you know, I, I reached out to our entire town council as well, just to sort of encourage them to come and show support, maybe promote the show. And I didn't receive a lot of support. Definitely our incoming mayor was Nancy Alcock was very supportive and I will always love her for that. Thank you, Nancy. Um, uh, but there wasn't really anything else. And I sort of couldn't believe that, you know, after two years, the first show opening up the Algonquin Theater in which our town council works 
No, you know, one council member came one. And I just sort of thought, okay, well, it felt like a little bit of a slap in the face to the artist community and to a young female entrepreneur. It's a Mm -hmm. new council. It's a new council. It's a new day. It's a new council. And I I hope to see the changes. Helena Renwick certainly being an artist as well, representing us. It, and it's not that this town does not support the arts because they do, but it just, you know, I really, really felt that there could be room for professional theater as well as community. And I really tried my best to start it and get it going. And then, I, you know, without the support of the community, you just can't keep going. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the next time somebody comes in and is, you know, ready and willing to front the money, there is more support for it. It's really important. Are you mm-hmm. coming back to do 15 years in June? Billy McPherson's Oh, production. yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. I will be in that. Um, That was so disappointing. Oh, oh that... my gosh, that we had to cancel that for COVID. But uh, uh, Billy Mack is another one of the incredible talented artists that I have I like Billy had a such a fun time working with. He's been a staunch supporter of my work. Um, And anytime he asks me to do anything, I will jump back up here. You know, whether it's smoking hots on Sundays, I will be there to sing next to him for as long as he lets me. (laughs) That's great. Mallory, have you ever done any script writing? Oh, well, yes and no. So I've written I wrote one one woman play that will never see the light of day. And uh, I've spent a lot of my career as a film producer um, story editing. So mostly what I do is people submit scripts to me and I'll story edit. Um, but I, I can sort of, I like, I like collaboration certainly, but sitting down and writing out a script is, is just not my forte. I would love, I would love it to be, but it is not. Um, I don't think you get enough credit for helping to film all of those, uh, um, artists in the school videos for Huntsville Festival of the Arts. So thank you on behalf oh, of them. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I was happy. We had a guest last week who said there's not enough film production in this Muskoka. Well, and that's a tough one because and training for it. Yes, well, have you definitely met not Melissa Poole? Training. Sorry, have you met Melissa Poole yet? Oh, no, I haven't. She's I bringing haven't. a film festival to Huntsville this summer for three days in Rivermill Park. Excellent. I love that. I love to hear that. The difficulties it, with Huntsville, um, where it's located, is that we're not technically in the north, so we don't get any of the Fed nor financing, exactly. and we're not close enough to the city for it to make sense. Her funding comes from a business school at Carleton, and also I think Canada Council. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love to yeah. hear that, and I will definitely attend that in the summer. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you for joining us, Mallory. Thank it's you so nice to have me. you back here, and and hopefully we can have you back again to find out. Uh, What's your your next journey is all about? Like I said, I will always come back to Huntsville. It's where my heart is. And uh, not that I'm necessarily leaving, you know, just I, I, you know, I'll always be here. Give us some information about must-sees at Luminato, too, ahead of time. Yes. Oh, well, so I was saying uh, a little earlier before we started the show that there is a uh, installation called Little Amal, which is a three and a half meter puppet that you walk the streets of Toronto with. And she is beautiful. And I encourage everybody to go follow her on Instagram. And uh, check her out on YouTube. Uh, She's traveled the world. Uh, She is a 10-year-old Syrian refugee. And she is operated by nine people. And it is just so beautiful. Um, The love that she spreads and her story that's reminding us all of of the struggles of of, um, people in our world that we need to remember. And the children in our world. Thank you, Mallory. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Well, Noreen, I have a few things to talk about in the performing arts. The Huntsville Festival of the Arts has the original Whalers coming February 1st to the Algonquin Theatre. Jan Arden, I, I'm going to hopefully volunteer for that, uh, February 11th at Deerhurst. The Huntsville Music Festival is up um, coming up March 23rd. 
no, sorry, March 2nd and 3rd. And that will end with the Festival of the Stars on March 5th. Once again, Beauty and the Beast is on March 23rd to April 2nd at the Algonquin Theatre. You can buy your tickets online. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? That's on stage at the uh, Algonquin Theatre. And that's February 23rd, 24th, and 22 shows on the 25th with the matinee. And finally, The Addams Family, February 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's a high school production that will also be at the Algonquin Theatre. How about the visual arts? Well, currently in Partners Hall, we have the show, Let Us Introduce You, featuring artists new to the Huntsville Art Society. The opening reception for that is Thursday, February the 9th, from 4 to 6 p.m., and it continues till February 28th, that show. And at the Summit Centre here in Huntsville, we have a show that was first on in Chapel Gallery. It's presented by Muskoka Arts and Crafts, and it's on and it's running until April 3rd of 2023, and it's called Behind the Iron Forest. Three artists who all have different mediums in which they work, Brendan Duggan, Connell O'Regan, and Bonnie Buse. And it's really interesting. I've seen it at Chapel Gallery. Uh, I mentioned uh, Gravenhurst Opera House, and so did uh, Mallory. Uh, we have Autumn Smith's Citronella on as part of their uh, lineup, and The Fly Fisher's Companion, Middle Raged, and Sean McCann. So check out the Gravenhurst Opera House for their full season. I wanted to mention the Muskoka Authors Association. They have an open mic night with readings by the Muskoka Authors Association members, and it's on Thursday, February 9th. And you can join it in person or you can do it virtually. And to find out more, you should go to muskokaauthors.ca and look up events. And I just want to mention NASA, New Adventures in Sound Art. They have a whole new program coming up in February. And so go to nasa.ca to find out more. I think that's it for me anyway. Okay, well, thank you again, Mallory Davenport, for joining us, and we wish you luck in all your future endeavors. Thank you. Uh, so uh, this is Karen Cassian and Noreen Mitchell on Arts R Us signing off. Uh, there's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We are, we are Muskoka. We are. We are. <laughs> <laughs>